Welcome to today's podcast by Preacher, as he provides sound teaching on the pure and undiluted truth of God's Word, with life application that inspires you to live a holy life pleasing to God. We pray that these teachings will inspire you to live out your faith daily with confidence, be assured of your salvation in Christ, and God's unconditional love for you. In the scripture, the book of Luke, the 22nd chapter, and beginning with the 8th verse. And the Lord Jesus Christ is speaking, and he is saying, And he sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat it. And they said to him, Where do you want us to prepare it? And he said to them, Behold, when you have entered the city, a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him into the house that he enters. And you will say to the owner of the house, the teacher says to you, Where is the guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large furnished upper room. Prepare it there. And they departed and found everything just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. And when the hour had come, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat the Passover with you before I suffer. I have earnestly desired to eat the Passover with you. Lord, help us to understand what we have just now read. There's always a temptation on my part that I have to fight every time that we have communion. And that is coming into the worship service and instead of saying anything as the communion is the center of our service, as soon as we finish with our hymns and the other part of our service, uh, that we have communion without any further word. But I suppose there is a time that we need to take in order that we might prepare ourselves properly to come to the Lord's table, at least the Apostle Paul thought so. And he thought there was a proper way to take communion and there was an improper way to take communion. Uh, but when we serve communion within the Methodist Church, it is the very center and the very heart of our worship service. It is not something that is tacked on to the end of our service, uh, but it is something that is a very vital and a very real part of the service. Now, the thing that I am amazed with from time to time, well, the only reason is time to time, every time I think about it, I'm amazed with the way uh, that uh, God has gone about uh, making it possible for us to have a wonderful, beautiful relationship uh, uh, with him. And he has done it through communion. Uh, the opportunity that has been extended to you and to me to come to the Lord's table. And the thing that amazes me is when I look at the situation that, as it truly is and know that this is a deliberate plan of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, folk, if you think of communion as being something that the church just accidentally stumbled on and decided to be a nice way to worship, or some person somewhere back there in the history of our church, uh, some wise person had thought it up and thought that this would be a very creative way for us to keep the, the life and the death of the Lord Jesus Christ in mind, and that's the sum total of it, and bring it into the church and using it for that fashion, uh, you would be wrong. I believe as Peter did on another occasion about another matter, that before the Lord Jesus Christ came into this world to live and to die for you and for me, that it was already signed and sealed that this would be part 
of the worship service and our remembrance of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is by a divine plan of God. And as I look at this divine plan of God as he has prepared it for us, I am struck by the wonder of the situation and how well God plans. You may have taken lightly what I said to hear about us having a different service than had been planned for. But somehow or another it is not by chance that this too works in the divine plan of God. Now if that is so, what about this service that you and I are having this morning as we have the opportunity to come to the Lord's table? Now it has been prepared for you and for me. Showing how carefully God has prepared. I remember years ago now that it came my opportunity and privilege to go to a young lady and take her some papers uh, that represented a pretty good fortune at that time uh, for her. And this is the way it happened. It seems that her father had been estranged from the family. They had gone their separate way and she had stayed with her mother. And through the years they had sort of lost contact one with the other and not been as close as they could have been and should have been even in a divorce situation. And so the young lady was in college when this happened. It seems that her father was in partnership with a man that I knew quite well. In fact, he was a member of the church. And his partner died quite suddenly. And in the papers, he had left an insurance policy for his daughter and to his daughter. And it came my privilege then to take the legal part of this to his daughter that I had to search out and find and tell her that this is what her father had left her in his death. And of course, when I was able to find the young lady, a very fine young lady in college, she was amazed, as well she might have been, that in what this money said to her, I'm quite sure of many things, but the thing that it really hit her with, uh, that she was then sure that her father loved her. And she said it to me again and again, the 30 or 40 minutes that I was with her, uh, this I thought he didn't care and now I know that he did care and he did love me or he would not have done this for me uh, years ago and signed and sealed over these papers for me to have whatever was in my inheritance and rightly so I am quite sure that this father in his own way loved this daughter now folk if I can take a human situation and look at it and can draw such a conclusion well, what about what God has done for you and me? Oh, how marvelously he has planned for you and me to have a proper relationship with him as we go through this life. Now, not only is it planned, but you see, it is a very strong word used in the Greek here, desire. With a real desire, uh, with a real determination, uh, with a heart full of love. I want to have this time with you. Now, he was speaking directly to his disciples, but if you take it that he is only speaking to his disciples, uh, then you would miss it again because he was talking to all of those who would come on after those disciples of long ago. And so, in fact, he was speaking to you and to me that with a real desire, he wants you to come and to be a part of uh, this table. Now, there's two or three things that cause us to wonder about that situation, and we think about the time element. Through the years, I have found people that struggled with this concept, you see, because they think, well, how could something happening so long ago have anything to do with me 
and any way today. And that's because we try to make God think like a human being. But if we can come to a place, let God be God, and know that he doesn't work by a clock. There's only us as human beings. But in a sense, you see, God is without time. What is time to him? This is what the scripture tells us, that it's meaningless. We can't think of being without time, but God is. And God has this ability and capability to be concerned uh, with you and about you even before you came into existence. And see, when we consider the greatness of the Lord, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we consider the magnitude of creation, and we wonder how in the world that he could be concerned with you and me, no later than this week, there was one struggling with this dilemma. How can God be conscious of me when you think about the vastness of creation, not even counting the number of human beings upon the face of this earth? I don't know how he does it, but he does. Because the Lord Jesus Christ said, even the hair of your head is numbered. He also said, even the least of the birds, the sparrow, doesn't fall to the ground without God being conscious of it. And dear ones, I want to tell you, though it may stretch your mind, and you may not be able to lay hold of how this all can be, but you trust it to be so, because it is so. And then you consider the perfection of God. The holiness of God. Oh, people, rightly so, struggle with this one. We look at their own hearts and soul. We think about the perfection of the Lord Jesus Christ and how he went about living, the demonstration he gave to us and what we read from the scripture and his perfection. And then we look at our own hearts and soul and look at our own life and think about all these things that we have done that we had no business of doing. Are we caught up in the thought of knowing that there are those things that we should have done and we have not done them. And we wonder about, is God so kind, considerate to loving and understanding uh, that he will forgive these overt acts and these acts that I should have but did not do? And dear friends, I want to tell you this morning that is precisely right. You see, here is the one service within our church that within your own heart you have to know that you're not worthy to come before you can be worthy to come. Isn't that a strange paradox, in a sense? But you see, if you are worthy to come and you have no need of forgiveness, you have no need of extra strength, you have no need of any extra love, and you have made it on your own and can make it on your own strength and all this sort of stuff, then you don't need to come here. You have missed it somewhere, someplace. But those who are able to honestly, sincerely now look at the Lord Jesus Christ and then look at your own life and know that I'm not worthy to really to come. But even in this situation then, it makes me worthy to come to the Lord's table. And dear ones, let me say to you, you do not have to be a member of the church to come to the Lord's table. This is the Lord's table, not the Methodist church's table. This is none other than our blessed Lord. We just have the privilege of serving it, that's all. You don't have to be a member of this church. You can be a member of another church. But if you listen to the invitation that is given to the Lord's table and you can say yes to it, you come. You come. And it was by plan and by his desire and then he has promised us a blessing. I have said that you cannot afford to not come and accept the invitation of the Lord Jesus Christ because it is here that I find my sins forgiven. 
It is here that I find my spirit, broken spirit, my sick spirits healed. It is here that I am more perfectly than any other place aware of the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is here that my hope is renewed. It is here that I am reassured of the love and the care and concern of a loving God. It is here at this place, the Lord's table, where I can more perfectly receive really what I need to receive in order that I might go out today and tomorrow and tomorrow's tomorrow and to be the deliberate, loving, understanding person that I need to be. And I can more perfectly be that person after I have been here at the Lord's table. Thanks for listening. Hope you were blessed. We pray the Holy Spirit will make you a doer of His words, finishing the work He started in making you more like Christ for the transformation of this world and preparation for heaven. 